It's the fastest two minutes in politics. October 4th. Tick, 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 tick. We start in the Hermit Kingdom, where from a distance for safety, Vice President Troy Kalamalu Harris has her eyes in the North Koreans' backfield. But instead, it was leader Kim Elton Jong-un firing missiles into the demilitarized end zone and giving us his best rocket man cover by trying to cover the Earth in radioactive waste. Speaking of Kamalalu, we follow her back to the Sunshine State, where in an interview, the VP said, you won't be getting any Miami hurricane relief funds if you ain't black, 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 and we finish, as always, in Washington, D.C., where we go, we're going into the midterm runoffs. Nancy Pelosi leads both the House and Senate with a .382 blood alcohol average. She's now third all-time behind Ulysses S. Grant and Senator Ted Kennedy from Chappaquiddick. And that's what we, as I say, just one day, Al Davis, just one day. Barker Joe. We send it back to you. That was the fastest two minutes of politics, and you are listening to Thinking Logically. Welcome to the 19th episode of your favorite political podcast. And thanks to Philip A. Flood for that brilliant segment. I am the Podfather, and I'm joined by the brains behind it all, Dr. Corsi. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Just a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful day here. A beautiful Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Beautiful Tuesday. It's October. Football season. I'm headed to the capital on Thursday of, uh, of Italy. So I will be uh, trying to on get assignment. A, on, on assignment. On assignment. We work hard for you. And it takes me going to Italy to get a, a pulse for Georgia Maloney and in, in the new government over there in Italy. So uh, we may have to do an emergency pod from, uh, from Italy. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if we can make that happen. Um, we want to congratulate uh, one of our listeners, Mark Gulla, on the birth of his daughter, Alessia, uh, last week. So congratulations to Mark and his wife, Anissa, on the birth of their daughter. Mark's a loyal listener. So uh, exciting news. So uh, my wife is due in seven weeks. So we're coming down to the home stretch here. But uh, so let, let's get into Just it. a warning. You, got, you guys are in for a rough first eight to ten weeks. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, I'll be honest now. It's, it sucks. It's all awful. I don't know if you can hear the baby crying in the background, but luckily I have a great wife and uh, she lets me still a couple hours a day to do stuff like this. So we work hard. We work hard here. And so do you, you are one of the hardest working men in politics in, in podcasting. So uh, let's get this party started. Uh, we have a great rundown for you. Um, going from North Korea, Hurricane Ian, um, Nancy Pelosi, more Biden gaffes, more John Fetterman, uh, the Secretary of State, and we have some um, some disclose segment for you that will some of the things will just shock you. All right, Joe, let's talk about North Korea. This came out, I think, was last night, right Monday night. Yes, uh, I, I saw this and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I said, no way, no way. Could this be true? And then I sent it to you immediately, and I said, you you predicted this, so take it away. 
Uh, okay, so it was again the time difference kind of confused me about. I guess it was this morning in in Japan time, but North Korea fired a ballistic missile without warning over Japan on Tuesday for the first time in five years, a highly provocative and reckless act that marks a significant escalation in its weapon testing program. What did we just say last episode about our vice president going over there and provoking something like this? I wish we had the technology to pull up past audio clips from our previous episodes, but we're not that sophisticated, but you literally said this. You literally said this was this was going to happen. So we are continuing to be ahead of the news cycle here. I mean, it's, it's painfully obvious, but we, we even gave the example about what she did. And the country. And then again, when she went to, I believe it was southern Germany. And then I think a couple of days later, Putin invaded Ukraine, which is literally on the border right there. So go figure. Everywhere she goes, it's just disaster follows. Um, and this is the first test in five five years, which if you're doing the math in your head, that means there wasn't one since the Obama administration. So just just do the math on that. But let's let's take a look here. We got another article from the Wall Street Journal. Let me pull it up here. And it said, North Korea tests the world's resolve by sending missile over Japan. Do you see what they're doing there? Test the world's resolve. No, it doesn't test the world's resolve. Like we said last week, this was provoked by our wonderful vice president, Troy Kalamalu. Um, <laughs> it's, they're trying to bring the whole world in on this. What happened was we sent the vice president over to the border. She has no, let's be honest, she really doesn't have a, any business going over there, especially right now. And for the first time in five years, because they have tested missiles before, but this is a big deal because this is over Japan and Korea and Japan don't have the best history. And it's also notable that the former prime minister, Abe, wasn't his funeral just last week? His state funeral? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But this missile was no joke. No. I mean, it flew further than any previous test by North Korea. Um People in Japan were alerted on their cell phones um, of this missile, and they were they were prompted to evacuate to shelters. Um, commuter packed trains were halted in the country's north until it was clear the missile had passed. So this isn't just um we're gonna just shoot something up you know up into the atmosphere and let it come down to the ocean. This literally flew over Japan, caused their whole alarm system to to go off, caused chaos in the country. And go ahead, continue on. I mean, this is a warning. This is a, hey, don't yeah. come near our borders again. We're going to continue to do this. This is, this, this is an escalation game now. Congratulations. You are now in an escalation game, and it's against a nuclear power. So Right. And, and this missile they tested actually um, is capable of holding a, a nuclear payload, I, yes. I believe. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my. Um, and it's not, like I said, this isn't like Russia where we can have a dialogue with them. Hey, send the ambassador over. Let's get some back channels. This is North Korea. We don't we don't talk to North Korea. I mean, the last administration did unprecedented, you know, stepped over the DMZ line and, and went and talked. And Kim Jong-un came over. South Korea came over, talked with them. We don't have that anymore. Forget it. That, that, that ship has sailed. So this is from NBC News. <clears throat> By appearing to ramp up its weapons tests this year, North Korea also likely wants to rekindle talks with the United States 
in its regional allies, an attempt to force concessions to help its isolated, heavily sanctioned economy. Do you think that, that if they wanted to talk to North Korea or United States and its allies, they'd be sending off missiles? No. <laughs> That's the most unbelievable thing I've, I've, I've read in, a, in a quite some time. And then it goes on to say, diplomacy stalled during the administration of Donald Trump and has not really gotten going again. Wait, wasn't it Donald Trump who met with Kim Jong-un on, I think, was it two occasions? At least two? What article? Wait, who, who published this? NBC News. They must just say, you know, let's just, let's just put this out because our, our readers clearly just go to Eaton Park for breakfast with their parents and just color on these anyway. So who cares what we put inside the article? No, they'll believe, actually, any, they'll believe anything. They'll the, believe anything we put in here. Diplomacy was actually started again under the Trump administration. He met with him in, I believe, Singapore. And then I think he met with him again at the... DMZ. He walked over. The he DMZ, walked over the, yeah. He walked thought. over. He went to North Korea. And then Kim Jong-un came over into South Korea for a little bit. And I believe they had some meetings. So, not, none of that anymore. Uh, like I said, yeah, you, you, you didn't see anyone come to greet Kamala like, like it was with the last administration. Even, yeah. even even in, in general, like that, that would have been a nice opportunity for Kim Kim Jong Un's sister to come meet it two women. You know, you could, if they really had a relationship, you could you could get a lot of, a lot of nice fluffy articles about that. But nothing, no, nothing. Um, I, I did want to mention this, and I don't think you know this, but so this missile could have hit Guam if it was pointed in that direction. But um, I think it was it was definitely I think it was two thousand January of two thousand seventeen. When that Hawaii missile alert went off, yes, or that, yes, I do. Do you think that was a? Do you think that was actually a missile, Joe, or do you think that was just a mistake by the by the operator? I, I mean, if you would have asked me then, I would have said it was a definitely a mistake. You're that's crazy. We would know about it by now. Our media would have reported on it. But you asked me today, and you got to You got to honestly wonder: was something hidden from us? Right. So my aunt and uncle go to Hawaii every other year. They were in Hawaii when this missile alert went off. Uh, they were on the beach and, you know, you know, the, the people in Hawaii for about a half hour literally thought there was a nuclear missile coming to hit Hawaii, you know, because the whole island, the whole, you know, the whole state islands uh, were, you were panicking, you know, it's like, what do you do? Where do you go? Um, so they literally thought they were going to die for about a half hour in, in a nuclear missile attack. It, it was remember American Horror Story that was like the the episode one if if anyone watches it that was like it was like a few seasons ago but there is a, a nuclear missile hits exactly like that L A so that's what it would be like that's what it felt like I mean everyone got the the message on their phone it had to cause panic ac- across the entire nation because everyone had to get that yeah uh. yeah so um. <laughs> The thing is that we, we got that, like, whatever. I was like, yeah, that's weird. If I would get something like that today after everything that's going on, it's just a different world than it was five years yeah. ago, four years ago. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. All right, let's move on to Hurricane Ian. Um, we saw Hurricane Ian rip through um, Fort Myers, Florida, and actually Tampa and St. Pete dodged a, a major bullet. But Sanibel Island, where a lot of people vacation to, um, Fort Myers, like major, major devastation. Um, I think it wiped out Sanibel Island for the most part, almost all of it. Um, I think the road that, that gets you to and from the mainland was taken out and they were shuttling re- residents back and forth by, by boat. 
Um, I saw a lot of devastation in Fort Myers. But we heard some disturbing things um, from our vice president um, talking about who was going to be receiving aid. Um, and Joe, I, you can have this one. Okay, so Kamala Harris said about Hurricane Ian that if you have a different skin color, you're going to get relief faster. That's a claim that was made. Fact checkers say this claim is false. Now, this is from a Politico, did the fact check. Um, so they're saying what, what there, there's video of her talking about this. So, so they're saying climate change policy and disparities is who is most harmed by climate change. Um, where am I going with this? Hold on one second. Wrong article. One second, guys. Mark from the sound department. Uh, we got to get him. We got to get him here in person for work one day. Um, this is the video right here that I was trying to, to pull up. And impacted by, by issues that are not of their own making. And so we Absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. Okay. So equity is communities of color that's what she said i'm, I'm confused because the fact check the fact check says that it's false we rate this claim false harris said no such thing in response to a question that touched on several topics including hurricane Ian. it's right here she said it right there on the basis of equity whereby communities of color what what, what am i missing here so poor black people are 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 prioritized over poor white people is that correct that for, I, I honestly, I'm not the expert on equity. I, I'm guessing that's what it is. If they're, yeah. But keep in mind, there's also an article from the New York Times. I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what year it's from or, or, or how recent. But this is um, Kamala Harris said this, and it was with Elizabeth Warren. So it's an article from the New York Times. Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren introduced racial equality plans. I, I, I mean. She, she, okay, so sometime in the past, she had plans to do this with Elizabeth Warren. Now the hurricane hits, and she's on video saying this, but the fact check in a really Orwellian way says what you heard with your own ears is incorrect and false. Yep. We rate this, this claim is, as false. Th this is where we are in 2022. I mean, do you remember in 2016 that, that election with Hillary and Trump, the fact checks, they do fact checks on the fly, everything? Yes. They were respectable. What you're seeing right now is outright propaganda from these, these so-called fact checkers. I don't even know what to call them anymore because they're not fact checkers. Anyone could just look up the video and, and say right there, if you understand what equity is and you actually pay attention to the video, understand and actually pay attention, you can see right there that the fact check is, is completely incorrect. I mean, this tweet says it all. I mean, this tweet says, the PolitiFact is demanding what we heard with our ears and comments that she made was not, in fact, what she said. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. PolitiFact is basically saying, now, what you heard, what you heard just there isn't true. It's not, it's not, that's not correct. But she said it with her own words. Why do they lie? Why do they lie for these people? They are what? attached to the ass of a Democratic Party. That means that it's just all big, one big system. 
All one big system. They're all getting each other, the big tech, the media, and then certain politicians. Yep. And it's it's never in our best interest. It's it's crazy. But let's let's focus on another thing for for Hurricane Ian. Let's let's imagine with our with our brains what it would be like if Florida was the dream that Gavin Newsom in California had with all electric, all green energy, everything, and a hurricane hit Florida. Because remember, Florida's just an evil, terrible state with gas and with um, no one wears a mask there. Remember, <laughs> Ron DeSantis is is a Nazi. So. What would it have been like in the evacuation plan if all the cars were electric when the people were trying to evacuate? Can you, you see where I'm going with this, Mark? I, I see it. I see it loud and clear from, from 100 miles away. What if the cars would have ran out of power on the highway? Not everyone. Just three or four idiots that, that only had like three or four miles empty decided to try to make a run for it. And, and their cars down the highway. You have to tow the car with an electric tow truck. Or... <laughs> Or, or you have to bring a charging station to charge the car on the highway. Do you see how this could be just a bigger disaster well, we're our, setting ourselves up for? Our friend down in St. Pete, who evacuated to Fort Lauderdale, um, said it was about, what, two and a half, three hours to drive from St. Pete to Fort Lauderdale. And on the way back, it took them six and a half hours to drive back. Now, I don't have an electric car, so I don't know how long a battery charge lasts. But okay, well, like it's keep- pushing the boundaries right there. Okay, keep in mind, you're also, it's Florida, you're going to have the AC on 24-7. I'm guessing in that hot, terrible heat in Florida that it, it's definitely, a, it, you, you probably get less miles of the gallon because you got to keep the car cool. Yeah, then then if you took if you took anything with you, oh, what the hell? Oh, God. And if you took anything with you, um, that, that's, not, that's taken away from your electric mileage. Well, here's a tweet from DC Drano. When everything went to hell in Florida after Hurricane Ian, I didn't see a convoy of Priuses, windmills, and social justice warriors coming to save the day. I saw diesel trucks, combustion generators, heavy tractors, fuel tankers, and a whole lot of bearded good old boys putting some of that quote-unquote toxic masculinity to work, saving lives and rebuilding society. God bless the true backbone of America, the hardworking men and women of the middle class. But you're right. What if, what if, what if, you know, you only had electric vehicles in Florida like you're going to have in California in a few years. You know? It just, it wouldn't work. Because then everything would be electric. There'd be no gas, a- a- anything. Yeah. I know. What if, what happens if you have, the, you know, strains on the electric grid uh, because of natural disasters and things like that? Now you can't charge your electric vehicle. Um, we are going down to the beach in June. Uh my wife and her family, but we went, we drove down to so our sister-in-law, her sister and brother-in-law have a Tesla. They drove the Tesla and um, they came down a few days later. The Tesla got a flat tire around um, right over the border, Hagerstown, Maryland. Well, didn't know if you were aware of this, but Teslas can't be towed by regular tow trucks. They had to walk a mile to a, to a hotel to spend the night until they can get the police involved where they had to get a special tow truck that towed their Tesla to a Tesla dealership about an hour away in Frederick, Maryland, so they could get a new tire put on their Tesla. Now, imagine this in a, in a, in a hurricane, um, other sort of natural disaster where you, something happens to your car, and now you are stranded. So A regular tow truck can't tow a Tesla. It would be a total disaster. Like Even, even just 10 cars on the highway that run out of electricity that, that are just stuck there. Yeah, Tesla- that's it. 
Teslas, they're actually like 3,000 pounds heavier than regular, I guess, the, the standard car. So regular tow trucks cannot tow and will not tow Teslas. You have to have some special kind of tow trucks to come. So what we're trying to say is here, electric vehicles aren't the be-all and end-all. You know, it sounds like- Not now, especially not now. We're not ready. We're not ready at all. If, no. if you could charge your car on the highway and you could do it in, in, in 10 minutes instead of an hour, then maybe. But we're not, we're not ready yet. Yeah, I mean, we're, we, we are getting there. It's just like, like you said, there has to be, they want to speed up, the, they, they want to go from zero to 100 from, the, from, from fossil fuels to green energy right now. I mean, they want to, this, get, this transition needs to be immediate. And it's really going to take maybe the better part of 10, 15, 20 years, if not longer, to get to whatever point they want, to, the, the, the green agenda wants to get to. So um, this is a major infrastructure problem. I think that new, that new bill that passed um, the Infrastructure Act that they passed earlier this year is going to address a lot of the vehicle charging uh, stations and, and lack thereof and put more, more electric vehicle charging stations across the country. But again, you need electricity, all right? And it's not coming from wind and solar and hydro, all right? We still need nuclear, we, need, we still need coal, and we need natural gas to power our electric grid. So anything else on that? Um, no, we could uh, we could move on to other things in Florida right now if you want. So other dumb comments about Floridians. Uh, this came out. I think this came out either the day or the day before we recorded our last podcast. And I figured we would get to this. But um, you have, you mentioned, or Philip A. Flood mentioned Nancy Pelosi in the fastest two minutes. And when I heard this, I was like, okay, you know, I'm not surprised really anymore, uh, anything she says. But she was getting heckled by a crowd of, Hispanic Americans that look like a mob ready to attack her for what she was saying. Go ahead. All right. So um, I'll just read you the quote, then I'll play the video. In Florida, this is Nancy Pelosi talking. In Florida, some of these farmers and growers are saying, why are you shipping these immigrants up north? We, we need them to pick, up, pick the crops down here. The fact is, is that uh, we have a responsibility to secure our border. We also have a responsibility to recognize the importance of newcomers to our nation. Right now, the best thing that we can do for our economy is to have comprehensive immigration reform. We have a shortage of workers in our country. And you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. But that doesn't mean that we don't recognize our moral responsibility as well. When the president, the former, well, occasional occupant of the White House. Okay, I was just going to stop her there. But again, I'll just, I'll paraphrase what, what she said. So why are you shipping these people up north? Let the Florida plantation owners keep them as slaves to pick the oranges. Jill Biden compared Hispanic Americans to breakfast burritos. And now Nancy Pelosi has made this comment. If you are Hispanic American, why would you vote Democrat? Uh, they just want to abuse and take advantage of you. It's just unbelievable that the, thing, the things that come out of the, their mouths. You know, if the Republican Party could get like 30, 40 percent of the Hispanic vote, if not more, 
I mean, I, I don't think they would lose an election. If you if you are Hispanic and you heard this, I, I, I just don't see how you could ever vote Democrat. Is she drunk 24 7? Well, Paul might be her husband. Uh, yeah, he is. But they you got to watch the valley. <laughs> you got to watch the video because, like, her teeth almost fall out and she's like slurred and spitting. But th- you're right. You, you hit the nail on that. This is the problem, though, with our country in general. Nancy Pelosi, you heard her, what she sounded like there. She's in her 80s and it doesn't sound like she knows what's going on. Or, like we said, she's drunk. And she's second in line for the presidency. And you, you heard the first in line, Kamala. She doesn't sound too bright either. You know who's after Nancy, though? Patrick Leahy, who's again in his mid-80s. These people have been in government for over 50 years, all of them. Biden, except for, except for Kamala. Biden, Nancy, Leahy. I mean, Nancy Pelosi shook hands with JFK, Mark. Forget the fact they've overstayed their welcome. They're not even good at what they do, and they haven't been for a long time. So this begs the question. How do they keep on getting elected? What's that one quote from uh, Lord Acton? Absolute power corrupts absolutely, Joe. Yeah. But you're right. How do they keep getting elected? Why are they still in office? Um, they're millionaires. They've, they've become millionaires by being a politician, by being an elected official for the better part of half a century. Um, so who knows? You know, when she will stop running for Congress, we hope and pray that her run as speaker ends uh, on November 9th after the after election day. Um, the new Congress gets sworn in in January. So hopefully, you know, we get a new speaker uh, back, a Republican speaker back in Washington, D.C. But, yeah, I mean, you hear these quotes. And like I said, and like you said, you know, these are career politicians we're, we're dealing with. So. Time to move on. This is why this is why it's very important to pay attention and, and use your vote wisely because this is we, we can't do another thirty or forty years like this. No, no. Um, all right, you have something here on a Biden gaffe, which <laughs> we could do a lot of these, but um, you have you have something here on this one. Go ahead. Okay, so I think this is him speaking. It might have been yesterday. It, it, I think it actually might have been in Puerto Rico from the same clips we're going to play a little bit later. But this is him uh, talking about how he's going to clean up the polluted waters. And then he just, I don't even know what he says, to be honest. See if our, our listeners can, can tell us. No, help me. The Martin Pena. Martin Pena. Martin Pena. The, that entire ecosystem. And we're going to clean up polluted waters and restore mitigation habit, man, mangrove habitat, mangrove habitat, and bring back marine life. Okay, they're going to restore mango habitats, apparently, <laughs> in Puerto Rico. <laughs> can you play that again yes I want to one second again okay ready here we go oh no that was that was the last one we'll, we'll play we'll play this one again uh here martin Pena. the that entire ecosystem and we're going to clean up polluted waters and restore mitigation habit, man, mangrove habitat, mangrove habitats, and bring back marine life. And I'll help me the pronunciation. Help me pronounce it. He has to turn to the <laughs> In the words of Jill Biden, you're supposed to walk this way, Joe. Uh, you you can see her in the background. She just looks totally defeated with her with her head down. Just, what are you going to do? 
<laughs> Where's Jackie? Where's Jackie Walorski? Oh, it gets better though. Hold on, it got better during that speech. I forgot that he told he told the people there that he actually was raised in the Puerto Rican community. That uh, I'll just play the video. That you can't believe what you're hearing. And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically, and so we we came here for a long time. Uh, both for business and pleasure, since you're part of the Third Circuit Court. I was raised in the Puerto Rican community at home, politically. What does that mean, Joe? What does that mean? There's these things. There was Puerto Ricans in Delaware when he was growing up. Well, yeah, that's the, okay. This is from Charlie Spearing on Twitter. I was sort of raised. He's quoting Joe Biden. I was sort of raised in the Puerto Rican community at home, politically. Joe Biden says, referring to his home state of Delaware. Oh my gosh. Why? At what point? At what point do we say, okay, let, let's get the guy a cognitive test. Let's see where his brain waves are. I mean, okay. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, this is like the Mad King. At some point, the, the, the council has to be held responsible for, for the actions here. Because they're the ones really controlling what's going on. If you got a crazy person sitting on on the White House throne here, and you're letting him make all these, these decisions, what's going to happen? We have we have North Korea acting like a fool. We have Russia has invaded Ukraine. The Taliban is back in Afghanistan. At what point are people going to wake up, Mark? Hopefully, here in about five weeks. It's it's, how, it's wake up call time in five weeks. How could they gain one seat anywhere, even in state places, state, state Senate races? I don't know. Oh, boy. Um, all right. Let's move on to John Fetterman. We Someone who the only person possibly in America that may have less less brainwaves than Joe Biden. <laughs> we cannot skip an episode without mentioning uh, the neck hurt around the world. Go ahead, Joe. It, it is. It's, it's Fetterman. Our topics, honestly, the last since July, Fetterman one, Ukraine two, and then it's like inflation might be for real, guys. I think we're being lied to. Is three. It's, it's like, but here we go. We'll play the video of John Fetterman talking about kicking authority in the balls or something. I don't even know what the hell he's saying. At first, I just wanted to check in and see how how you're feeling and how you're doing. I'm doing fa- I'm doing fantastic and. And uh, it's not about uh, kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything. Okay, so that's it's the, the, that's the about the horse. You bet a horse on a horse race, and he breaks his legs coming out of the gate. Like it was the first question, John. Yeah. And, and you first, I just wanted to check in and see how how you're feeling and how you're doing. I'm doing fa- I'm doing fantastic, and and uh, it's not about uh, kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything. <laughs> I'm doing. How are you mentally, John? I'm doing fantastic. It's not about kicking balls in the authority. That's not the response when someone asks you how you're doing. No, no, that's not a proper response. Oh boy, John uh, Fetterman, the potential next senator from Pennsylvania. If he if he wins, what is it going to be like? What if I I don't even know. Why is he know. still? In his basement with that white brick wall behind him. I, I don't know. It's it's creepy. It's like, the, like I said, the fear monger. 
it's it's like you, you you feel like you could even see like the camera shaking like like someone's bombing upstairs. <sighs> I don't uh, know. I, I saw I saw a picture. I'm trying to find it here of him that he that he that he put on. I think it was Facebook. Yeah, it's a picture of Oz tailgating at Penn State with a picture with Oz and five other Penn State students. And Oz has it's raining out. And Oz has a poncho on and a glass of wine in his hand. And John Fetterman says, nothing says I'm a regular Pennsylvanian like sipping a glass of red wine at a tailgate. <laughs> Good one. I mean, you got to do better than that. This surprised yeah. me because I, I figure his campaign w- would would be a lot better. I expect this out of like Oz. And Oz is starting to get a little bit better with the attack ads, but it's it's so easy on John Fetterman. How could it be any easier? Like like honestly, yeah. But I, I expect better out of John Fetterman's campaign. It, that that's really bad. Well, um, we are going to see. I, I haven't seen a new poll on. I have not seen a new poll on Trafalgar Group for this race. But everything I'm reading, all the articles about this race say that it is tightened up significantly. So. Um, I just wish I just wish he would just go one week in hiding where he doesn't say anything stupid so we could cover more Doug Mastriano and uh, Josh Shapiro. Yeah. Instead, it's like every time we got we only have so much time in the show. We got to play like a four minute video of John Fetterman drooling. Yeah. Right. Um, And before you get to Secretary of State, uh, Tony Blinken, we do have an update here uh, since we're going to hit touched on congressional races. this poll is from actually the Michigan governor's race. Uh, things not looking good for Tudor Dixon in Michigan. If the election for governor were held today, for whom would you vote? 50.9% of respondents say Gretchen Whitmer, the, the Democrat governor incumbent of Michigan. 45.1% say Tudor Dixon with only 08 undecided. So looking like Gretchen Whitmer is going to win, win re-election in the state of Michigan. Um, so I did one too. That's the latest poll we found from Trafalgar group. Um, so hopefully by the next time we record, we'll have some more updates on, um, the congressional races. Um, I think that was all I had. We do have tweets from Keith that we haven't mentioned in a long time. Uh, this one was from last night. Trump packed the damn document boxes himself. If DOJ was debating whether or not to charge because they weren't sure of Trump's consciousness of guilt. They're sure now he stole, he lied, he knew he stole, he knew he lied. All right, Keith. We still don't even know whatever happened with that. Like, it's still going on. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's keeping it in the news for, for, for the libs, the, the crazy libs out there. Only the crazies of the crazy probably follow what's taking, so long, what's taking so long to indict Donald Trump? Five years in waiting. I mean, uh, Mueller went after him for the Russia stuff. Then there was the phone call with Zelensky. Then there was the, the January 6th. And who knows? There's so much stuff. Yep. Uh, all right. Um, do you want to talk about Tony Blinken or do you want to get into this close? Well, real quick, let's cover, first of all, let's not forget about, I know it's been been a while since, since COVID was around. It's been a long time since we've heard of COVID. Um, but we wanted to cover an article um, about someone who is unvaccinated, who rescued, rescued someone during the hurricane. So this is an article from the Epoch Times. Biden thanks Coast Guard rescue swimmer who expects to be fired over vaccine mandate. So this was um, 
a swimmer who rescued someone who is about due to be kicked out in the next 30 to 60 days because he refused to get the COVID uh, vaccine and it's mandated. He tried a religious exemption, denied. So Biden actually called him and thanked him. But too bad he's going to such a great guy. He's going to lose his job because he's not vaccinated. But it's just proof that the unvaccinated can, in fact, save lives. Right, right. And we're going to talk about vaccinations here in a second with Disclose, some of our headlines in Disclose. So um, well, we can't forget about Tony Blinken, though, in Nordstrom, because that, that probably still is the biggest story going on worldwide right now. Maybe North Korea and the missile that just happened. But but um, so Tony Blinken is now saying that the destruction of the Nord Stream is, and we quote, a tremendous opportunity to remove dependence on Russian energy. And I'm going to play the video for you right here. Ultimately, um, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a tremendous opportunity to once and for all remove the dependence on Russian energy and thus to take away from uh, Vladimir Putin the weaponization of energy as a means of advancing uh, his uh, imperial designs. Uh, that's very significant, and that offers tremendous um, strategic opportunity for, um, for the years to come. But meanwhile, we're determined to do everything we possibly can uh, to make sure that the consequences of all of this are not borne by citizens in our countries. Okay. Now, for those of you that don't understand, that's pretty much the closest thing you're going to get to an admission that the United States or a Western country in general, probably with the help of the United States, carried out this act of war against Russia by torching that pipeline. This is, this is very, this is very important. It's, it's very, very serious. Why they would go out there and spike the football like this and pretty much are they, are they almost admitting it? What are they doing? You think Mark, he said it, he said it, not us. You know, he said that this is our opportunity to reduce our dependence, reduce Europe's dependence on natural gas. Now, something else he said was, which is true. There was no gas flowing through Nord Stream 2. So Nord Stream 2 goes down. I mean, it, it was still under construction or they were still waiting to turn it online, whatever. But Nord Stream 1, different story. So what did he also say there? The third point we want to bring up is that Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, said now that the United States is exporting liquid natural gas to Europe. So could this have been a two for one on the United States? Let's destroy the Nord Stream pipelines. We'll hit Russia that way. And on top of that, we'll be the one supplying natural gas to Europe instead of Russia. Kind of makes sense if you think about it. Um, but we don't want to assume or make assumptions here or draw conclusions. But if you're asking me, that sounds a lot like what he was talking about right there. What do you think? At, at this point, we're no longer playing chess. We're playing poker. We're... Someone's raising, someone's raising. We don't know who has the better hands, who's bluffing. I just, I just hope that Vladimir Putin doesn't call the United States or whoever on the West on this because it's not a good situation. The, the, you see them mobilizing more people. They know. They know over there in Russia. This, this is not, it's starting to get hot over there in Europe. Um, luckily, we're half a world away, but still, we're going to feel this somehow, some way. It's starting to get very hot. It's starting to get very hot. Um, and look at look who we have in charge. That's what should scare you. Yeah. Yeah. The adults are back in the room, as they said when yeah. they were elected, right? Yeah, and we are we are like what, 0 for three? We Af Afghanistan. 
how many democracies Joe Biden always talks about how there's fewer democracies today than there are. Mm-hmm. How many democracies have we lost under Joe Biden's watch? Uh, I think we saw what a couple countries fall uh, yeah. early on. Yeah, like like er, late or early February or something that one Miramar or whatever fell, and then you had the Taliban taking back control. You had all kind, mm-hmm. all kind well, of here, stuff. Well, this is interesting. So while we're talking about this, I just did a quick Google search. How much liquid natural gas? Does the United States export to Europe? All right. This is interesting. This is from uh, markets.businessinsider.com. Headline, energy traders are making a killing exporting U.S. natural gas to Europe as prices soar with some single shipments bringing in $200 million. This is on August 13th. August 13th, the U.S. is now sending 60% of its liquefied natural gas exports. So all the natural gas they export 60% 60% is going to Europe, which is up from less than 20% this time a year ago. So in one year, the United States is, is, is exporting 40% more natural gas to Europe. All right. You're not talking about a margin. You're talking about a multiplier. All in all, it's insane, one source said. Um, a single shipment is netting around $200 million of profit. U.S. exports of natural gas across the Atlantic have surged in 22 as companies pounce on the huge earnings on offer, on offer while European governments facing a Russian supply squeeze desperately try to fill their storage tanks before winter. So, in, in, interesting. It says here, um, companies with gas to sell in the United States can fill a large ship and send it across the Atlantic for around $60 million, with the cargo then fetching around $275 million in Europe. Wow. Unbelievable. Amazing. Yep. Um, what else do we got from this article here? Large energy companies such as France's Total Energies, as well as major trading houses such as Trafigura and Gunvor are some of the key players buying and selling U.S. natural gas. So, I mean, this isn't, this isn't a bad thing, but... Right. European again. gas prices have risen around 200% in local currency terms over the last year. Interesting. So we love talking about this gas issue because this is a major, major deal in Europe. We keep and saying it every every episode. Correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not sure. John Fetterman, does he still want no fracking, no natural gas extraction at all in Pennsylvania? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They are anti-fracking. This is what the whole the whole administration in in the Democrat, they're all confused because we're shipping more natural gas out to European countries, but we're supposed to be on a green agenda thing. I'm just confused. Is it confused? Is it me? It's all so confusing. It we're, is confusing. We're running, we're running on green energy and, and not doing this, but we're doing it. And then we just blew up a natural gas pipeline, possibly. <clears throat> it is confusing. Well, and, and I'll last point from here, last point from this article before I go back to what you were saying. In June of this year, U.S. shipments supplied more gas to Europe than Russian pipeline flows, according to the International Energy Agency. So... But like you said, you know, Fetterman's supposed to be anti-fracking, and he is, I'm sure. They want nothing more than to see fracking and natural gas be over with. They blow up Nord Stream 1 and 2. But yet, even though natural gas is a fossil fuel, it's clean burning. You know, that's why we see a lot of, um, we're seeing a lot of vehicles, buses, uh, trucks run on, on, on natural gas because it's clean burning. All right, it's clean energy. So this is all confusing. Nuclear, they want nothing to do with nuclear. Nuclear energy emits steam. 
Last time I checked, not a major pollutant in the atmosphere. Yet they want nuclear to go by the wayside. What is the obsession with having every all of your energy coming from wind and solar and hydro? It's just not feasible. I don't know. It's Maybe we're work. missing something here, Joe. It's not going to work. Just put a giant wind turbine on the back of your car. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to begin to wrap up here? Yeah, let's move to this, this close segment here. All right. Here we go. We have some we have some doozies here. This is gonna this is going to uh, I think I think you're pretty in tune with with what I'm gonna read to you, but and read to our listeners. But um, this is pretty good. All right. So, and I got to go back. They've been busy here in disclose. It's gonna be an eventful October. I, I'm yeah. that's my prediction. Get ready. Hunt, Buckle hunt up. for the red October. Yeah. All right, we'll start on October 2nd. Um, Something that I thought you may have thrown in, uh, but we'll mention it now. UN Secretary for Global Communications, Melissa Fleming, says they own the science on climate change. And opposing viewpoints have now been pushed down in search results through the partnership with Google. I I hope our listeners understand what what you just said. First of all, how could you even own the science? They're just controlling, like like the book 1984, we use the term Aurelian. They're just controlling what you're allowed to search for and, and read and research. It's crazy. It's insane. It's insane. It's so when you Google climate change, all you're going to see is one, literally one point of view, the green agenda. All right. You will not see anything counter to that. All right. So it's going to be just pushed down your throat. And that's all you're going to be led to believe, that this is, you know, only one way around this. Uh, Iranian MPs chant death to America in Parliament. That's great. Literally, death to America. <laughs> picture, picture the United States Congress chanting with their fists in the air, death to Iran. That's what this looks like. I mean, they state, okay, but our Congress looks a lot more buffoonish on different levels. So, right. Scottish government has ordered a review into spikes in newborn baby deaths. The figures showed the death rate for babies under one year old is at its highest level in 10 years. No comment, but you know what I'm thinking. Yep. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Supreme Leader Khomeini blames the United States and the Zionist regime in Israel for the riots in Iran. All right. Now, if you don't know what happened in Iran, they, correct me if I'm wrong, there was a situation that happened over there where a, a female was in custody, um, something that, I don't know if she was wearing her um, hijab wrong yes. or, or the female garment wrong or wasn't wearing it at all. I don't think she was wearing it at all, but I could be wrong. Yeah, she was in police custody and she died in police custody. So um, for our listeners out there, this would be like, I don't know, uh, I'm just going to draw a comparison here, like a George Floyd moment in Iran. And the Supreme Leader blames the United States and the Zionist regime in Israel for the riots in Iran. So take that as you wish. Uh, I love this one. Poland's nationalist conservative ruling party formally claims $1.3 trillion of World War II reparations from Germany on German Unity Day. Ah, okay. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. With, with inflation, what does what, what 1.3 trillion get to yeah. anyway? You gotta love the Polish, the Polish yeah. people. They are salt of the earth. They should they should demand that money from Germany. 
All right. Uh, we talked about Tony Blinken. State Duma unanimously ratifies the annexation of the Ukrainian territories of Donetsk, Lugansk, Zaporozhye, and Kherson into the Russian Federation. So what happened here, for our listeners who aren't aware, the, the government of Russia annexed, formally annexed these territories of eastern Ukraine and basically said, they're ours now. Um, so they are claiming these territories. I think we mentioned this briefly last episode, uh, something along these lines, but now they actually did ratify and annex these territories as Russia. So hopefully the war can be over now, now that Russia's just said we're going to take this. And again, just just to clarify, we don't know in this podcast, we, we can't be sure of it either, but don't listen to the news because for, for all that we know, most of the population in these regions want to be part of Russia or just don't want to be part of Ukraine for some reason. We don't know. All right. And, and I'm going to touch on this in just a second here when I get to this one. Uh, Justin, HAK, one of the largest vegetable brands in Northern Europe, to shut down the entire production for six weeks due to high energy costs. Again, it's October. Just, just wait. We're just getting started. Yeah. It hasn't even begun yet. I know. Russia is facing the fourth NATO Reich, says uh, Gennady uh, Zuganov, the general secretary of the Communist Party. Okay, I don't know. Not, not, not going to agree with the Communist Party, but yeah. I, I'm not the biggest fan of NATO either. So, right. uh, Agreed. Uh, so this is from Elon Musk. Billionaire Elon Musk shares his vision of a Ukraine-Russia peace on Twitter. And what Musk tweeted was this, Ukraine-Russia peace. All of these make 100% sense. Um, I don't know, you know what your opinion of, of this is, but to me, this is spot on. Number one, redo elections of annexed regions under UN supervision. Russia leaves if that is the will of the people. Okay, so what he's saying is have elections in the eastern part of Ukraine that Russia annexed, the Portizia, Kherson, Donetsk, and Luhansk. Have elections there and let the people decide if they want to be a part of Russia or be a part of Ukraine. Okay, um, sounds common sense. Crimea. Formerly part of Russia, as it has been since 1783, until Khrushchev's mistake. Okay, so um, what he's saying here is that Crimea was formerly a part of Russia, as it has been since 1783. And then apparently under the uh, reign of Nikita Khrushchev, who was the Soviet um, president during the 50s and 60s, um, he was the one that was during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, I don't know the history behind this, but he must have given it to Ukraine. Um, so Crimea is part of, formerly part of Russia, um, like it is, I think it's formerly part of Russia now. I know they claim that um, as part of their territory as well back in when, 2016? Definitely under the Obama administration. 14 or 15, yeah. I think it was, yeah. Water supply to Crimea assured, okay? Uh, and Ukraine remains neutral. So no NATO, um, no nothing, all right? They're just neutral. I have a big issue, and here's 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 where I would change it. Why do we need the UN to come in and hold the elections? Are the people, and this is the point I'm going to make, number one, are the people of these regions so helpless and just need, they can't hold their own elections? They, they can't do it? They can't decide? They need NATO to come in or they need Russians to be there to hold the I don't understand why they can't decide for themselves why you have to bring the UN in to help oversee this let's not forget that the rush that russia 
went to the UN a couple weeks ago and I covered this and they explained that the missiles or, or mortars, I'm sorry, that were being fired at the nuke plant were American mortars fired by Ukraine. And it was basically ignored. I mean, do you remember me us covering this? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was, so can we really trust the freaking UN? I mean, I'm not saying we could trust, can you trust anyone? So if I was the people in that region, I would say, no, I want to do this on my own. I don't need the UN here to oversee this. We don't need Russia over here to see this. We're going to hold our own election and we're going to decide what we want to do. I think what he's basically getting at is that he can't trust Russia and can't trust Ukraine. I mean, they can't trust. I think it's clear in uh, in 2022 that you can't trust any of these things that have Russia, anyone. But you also can't trust NATO. You can't trust the U.N., you can't trust anything like that. Any, anything with letters into it. it seems I, like. I agree. I agree. Um, Musk added, this is highly likely to be the outcome in the end. Just a question of how many die before then. Also worth noting that a possible, albeit unlikely, outcome from this conflict is nuclear war. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's not wrong there. I, I, I think we can av- avoid nuclear war if we had better people in charge. I, I don't think anyone really wants there to be a nuclear war. So... But you have bonehead idiots in, in, in the office, and in, in, like I said. Yeah. And, and what, what he's saying is, and we're, you know, to our listeners, we're not talking about dropping like um, a, a major nuclear weapon on Ukraine. We're talking like tactical nukes. Which yeah, are, we're not talking about someone getting in a B-52 bomber and flying 14 hours, dropping the bomb, his plane shaking and flying back. No, you're yeah. talking about a, a ballistic missile. The, there could be 30 fired at once. 40, you don't know what that would look like. Right, right. All right, God help us if that happens. Uh, United Nations calls on the U.S. Federal Reserve and the other central banks to halt interest rate increases. Central banks risk pushing the global economy into recession, a U.N. agency said on Monday. We covered this too. Um, the Fed is screwed. If they don't raise the rates, you're going to see inflation run away like like we've never seen before and and no one's going to be able to afford anything right if if you do um raise the rates you're going to kill a lot of companies and you're going to make it impossible to borrow money whenever a lot of people at the same time oddly enough need to borrow money this is what happens whenever you have a western central bank system like we have where the money is just paper everything's based on credit it's not really even a real system so i mean we don't have control of our own currency most powerful country in the world we don't have control of our own currency. We have to go to the Federal Reserve and ask them to print more, or they just whenever they see fit. So, the Fed's rate increases so far this year would reduce poor countries' economic output by three hundred sixty billion over three years, and that further policy tightening would do additional harm. The UN agency warns. So, back to what you just said, um, with the interest rates going up. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the United States is actually borrowing money. To pay the interest payments on our debt is like a trillion dollars a year just to pay the It's interest. the point of no re- I think we've already passed the point of, of no return. I mean, again, because if you have a recession now, then we definitely can't pay it because you're going to have a lot less people paying less. You're going to have a lot less people paying taxes and the people that are, are going to be paying less taxes. Yeah. So they're going to borrow money now to pay the interest, which is not even paying down the debt. It's you're paying the interest on the debt, and now you're borrowing money to pay the money you already borrowed. This makes me think: Do you see why we might be selling natural gas to other countries instead of keeping it here, or why a few months ago when we covered the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and how we were 
Biden administration was shipping it to China and other places in Europe. Do you see why they might have been doing that now to maybe make a little bit of money off of it? I, I, you know what? We this is a this is an ongoing issue. Honestly, we talk about this stuff all the time. This this debt, the debt ceiling. I mean, at what point do do we come in and or Congress comes in and say <clears throat> we're going to pass a we're going to have a balanced budget every year? All right, we're not going to pass this budget until it's balanced. All right, we're going to run no deficits, and then we're going to spend X amount of our budget on paying down the deficit. I mean, when is this going to happen? You know, you may have to have a. It's gonna it's it's gonna take some political balls to do that, or to someone to come in and say, hey, we're going to put a one percent you know deficit tax on everything, you know, to help pay down the deficit. Again, probably won't happen because that's political suicide for a lot of people. But someone's going to have to have the balls to come in and do this, right? Maybe it might be a president or someone. I don't know. But we can't keep running deficits. You got to audit the Federal Reserve, too. That, that's got to be. If mm-hmm. the, new, the, the new government, the new Senate, the new House that steps in, if, if, if they would run on that, I don't see who wouldn't vote for them. I want to know what's going on behind them closed doors meeting. I want to know what's been going on the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, Satanic Temple. Files lawsuits in U.S. federal court after abortion bans, arguing they violate the religious rights. Okay, but like if I have a religious right to sacrifice someone at a temple, like a young virgin, 14-year-old virgin or 16-year-old virgin or something, and then cut her heart out and throw it in a fire, is that is that impeding on my religion? Um, no, because um, if you are not... If you are still in the womb, I guess you don't have you don't have rights. So uh, it's it, it's a slippery slope, and like I said, it's not now's not the episode to cover right portion. Right. All right. Um, Trump sues CNN, seeks over four hundred seventy-five million dollars for defamation. You know what? He should. If anyone has a defamation suit, it's Trump. How funny would it be if the CNN are they on the stock market tick or whatever? If if somehow they went so low where where Trump was able to buy out CNN. <laughs> Which is it's 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 completely possible. It is completely completely possible. So and he could put under the true social banner. That would be (laughs) what if he wins the lawsuit and instead of taking the money, he just says, just just give me CNN. Let me own it. My head might explode. (laughs) Well, mine might be okay, but there would be a lot of people in the media whose heads would explode because they they would think they would think it's a crime and it was some some kind of. The, the, the guy would have won a lawsuit for, for getting defamed, but somehow they would think it's fascist that he somehow took yeah. a media company that right. lied for, for that lied about him for five years, six years. This is from today. Bangladesh, and we don't know the backstory here. Bangladesh's national power grid collapses, causing a blackout for 140 million citizens. They're, no, they are World Economic Forum Green Energy. I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. No wonder. No wonder it collapsed. We, we'd have to. We can't know for sure. But I want to look into their their energy grid. It's probably all electric. Probably all green. Apart from the uh, apart from parts of the country's northwest, the rest of the country is without power. <laughs> um. Oh, all right. Going back to the vaccines, and this is what I wanted to mention. Hate to bring back va- vaccines, but. <clears throat> Doubts are increasing in scientific circles as to whether the manufacturer's claims about the mRNA vaccine are accurate. Let me, re- let me repeat that. Doubts are increasing in scientific circles 
as to whether the manufacturer's claims about the mRNA vaccine are accurate. Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna still refuse to allow independent verification of the data. The data has to be on the table, quote unquote. I mean, what do they do? Test the ninth mice and figured, hey, wait a minute, we might, something might, something might be off here. This ninth mice, the ninth mice got COVID still. <laughs> this is truly amazing. All right. Uh, Twitter stock trading halted due to volatility. As of a little bit ago. Um, it, went up. It, it went up a lot, I think. Somehow. Well, this is probably why. Elon Musk offers Twitter to proceed with deal at initial price of 54.20, Bloomberg reports. I just This is like a cat and mouse game he's playing with him, I feel like. Yeah. China starts enforcing its zero COVID policy with machine guns at, I can't pronounce this, airport in Yunnan. People screaming, are you going to kill us all? There are literally fact check. Yes, they will. (laughs) There are literally people look like dressed like stormtroopers with machine guns pointed at these people in an airport. Because COVID is very dangerous, man. (sighs) I I truly feel sorry for people in China. This is this is what this is what some of our politicians wanted here, though. Don't let that don't let them fool you. This is they they wanted the same same exact plan here. And while we were recording today. Uh, I can't believe I'm about to say this. U.S. is sending another $625 million in weapons to Ukraine. Like more. Again, you just get numb to it. You just get numb to it. Just get numb to it. Uh, I, I, I'm speechless. I, I really don't have anything else. Uh, where, where is the money coming from? I have no idea. I wish I knew. It's just, like I said before, you know. What, I, are, I thought, we, what I, are we funding? What are we funding? $625 million more on top of the $70 billion we already sent them. What are we what what is, is going? What, is that, what does that money do? I can see the weapons, but what does the money do? <clears throat> is, anyone, is anyone making sure this gets onto the, to the front lines of Ukraine? My goodness. I just, like I said, the weapons, I can understand sending the weapons, even though I still don't agree with it. But what does the money do at this point? I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's deflating to hear that again. But like you said, getting numb to it keeps happening, keeps happening, whatever. Uh, That's all I got, Joe. What about you? Uh, I see also real quick on here, the FBI is uh, admitted that they undercounted the number of times armed citizens have thwarted active shooters um, active shooting incidents, according to a report. And Tom Brady and Gazelle Bunchen are they hired a divorce lawyer amid marital woes? No, oh, no. Hmm, that's from the New York Post. Oh no, but, that's not good. Well, maybe that's why he's playing so, so terrible the last week or two. Yeah, but I don't know. Very, very sad. I like Tom. Wish him the best of luck. But um, is that it? Do you have anything else you want to add, Mark? I got nothing else. Uh, I will be. Uh, we'll be reporting back from Italy here. In a few days, and um, that's all I got. So, all right. Well, we want to thank you guys for listening. Um, we hope to have another episode for you guys this week. If not, you could tune in next week to Thinking Logically. Thank you guys very much. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.